fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! has the football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Welcome back. Ed. Yes, sir. There's only two of us tonight. There are only two of us tonight. Should be fun. Uh, welcome two, back. To, me huh? There's two of us last week, too. And the week before that. Well, yeah, you and yeah, yeah. 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 Welcome back to Pardon the Punctuation. I am your host, Aaron Smith, as always, joined by at least somebody. And this week it's Ed. Uh, Jeff should be with us um, soon, within the hour, within the hour, I, I think is, is what we've been told. So we shall see how that plays out. Ed? Yes, sir. Did did you get out to enjoy any of the amazing weather that we had over the weekend? Oh, yeah. We had four soccer games this weekend. Yeah. Ooh, four soccer yeah, two games. Two Saturday, two Sunday. So, uh, Both boys? Yep. Yep. And we got out and uh, I got I got the grass cut on Saturday, which was nice. Um, all these damn dandelions I got all over my yard. I just I just fertilized them today. They're um, already back, man. They come back so fast. They come back quicker than the regular grass does. Like yeah. this is ridiculous. Um, what else? Um, did a little bonfire in the backyard. Didn't have any marshmallows, but we had some peeps left over, so we roasted those. We we had a fire as well. Damn, did we have the same weekend? Apparently, um, except I mowed way more yard than you. How much? Almost, almost four acres. Okay, well, I got like I got half an acre, so I I rode a zero turn for the first time. How did that go for you? um, My my hands are still sunburnt. No, so that's cool. Um, My my. uh, my legs are pretty sunburnt. My arms are pretty well. sunburnt. Because we no. went to a uh, 50 West after the soccer game on Sunday. We got some chocolate shakes for the boys and some beers for the you know parents. For the adults. Yeah, for the adults. So it was pretty hot there too. So yeah, we, we had almost identical weekends. Uh, I had double header for baseball on Saturday and a soccer game on Sunday. So it's eerily similar. Um, very very similar we adopted a puppy on friday oh no yep what kind of dog did you get um it's it's said to be a german (laughs) it's said to be a german shepherd uh a german shepherd mix Uh, they think it's mixed with a lab okay um she's adorable how old 11 weeks. Are you getting any sleep? I wake up at 6.30 every morning now. 
It's just just training for the baby. We're in we're, we're in the third trimester. We just you entered that. that this week. You should train for the baby. Uh, yep. Chad, you are absolutely correct. The burgers are, at Fifty West are great. They are good burgers. So it's it's uh, it was quite an eventful weekend here in Athens. Yeah, we got the same thing coming up this weekend. We're going out of the town of Louisville for a soccer tournament. Oh, yeah. The kids are old enough for out of town soccer tournaments, apparently. And it's at a uh, Bullet Fields, which I'm hoping is Bullet Bourbon. So I'm hoping like the factory is just like they're right over there. So like in between games, you can. Go grab a bottle. You know, the dads. <laughs> uh, man, your brother's lighting you up. I mean, Greg, if you want to come down to Louisville, go right ahead. So let's let's talk about let's talk about sports as that's that's what people are really here for. Is it? It is. All right. So you had I mean, we, we went into great detail in regards to the mess that Phil Castellini left when, uh, Phil. when when he he basically said, "Where are you going to go?" and all of that, and that's been that's been coming pretty much the, the theme. Jeff, Jeff should be back here uh, in, in the within the hour, hopefully. He, he said um, he had to go but, work. But, Uh, but the Reds, the Reds had themselves a nice little eleven game winning streak after Phil dropped the "Where you gonna go?" Yeah, no. and during that time, you had you had fans showing up at the stadium with bags on their heads, reading "Sell the Team, Bob," and were asked to remove them or remove themselves. Wild. You had. You had you had people flying banners from planes over the stadium during games. That happened. You didn't hear about this. No. What what day was that? I don't want to misquote what it said on the plane. Oh man, uh, Google. Well, I'll that. find it. Yeah, Google yep. that, yep. and uh, we'll see what that is. Um, but the Reds did finally, finally, end the skid. The, of 11 games and Nick Lodolo got his first win uh, I mean they, they they managed to get one of two from the Cardinals but it's they're three and 13 we're, we're, we're 16 games into the season and we have three wins. Joe, uh, not That's Joe, though. So Marty Brimman used to say, uh, Marty Brimman used to say, How we look it. And then he would respond, Not good. And um, that's pretty much sums up this season as well. I mean, what what have your thoughts been as this season has started? I mean, we again, we don't have to really go in on, on the Castellini stuff because we've we've done that show. Yeah. I don't want to keep doing that show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm but, kind of over that, by the way, too. I'm kind of over everybody, and, and I understand why they're doing it. And but I'm kind of over everybody retweeting everything that former players are saying because we already know it, it hurts. All right, so kind of over that as well. Oh, you mean in regards to 
Nick Castellanos and his interview. And Jesse Winker. And I guess he said something over the weekend and I saw it. And he I just said it. that this is the most fun he's had on a, on a team that's trying to win. Yeah, he's always wanted to be on a team that's trying to win. And, and now he's doing that. I understand. It's fine. I'm not finding this plane, but uh, was, you asked me. It was me, on Google, it on, or not Google, but uh, look it up on Twitter. But, that's what I'm uh, trying to do. But you asked me what my feelings are. Yeah. You know, I, and I kind of brought this up last week. When Hunter Green threw those, what was it, 30, 100 mile per hour fastballs like in his 30, 39. Yeah, whatever it was, right? I felt bad. Like, I'm like, damn it. Like, I, I should have watched that. But because of, you know, Bob and because of the way this team's playing and how I, you know, whatever, I, I didn't watch it. And so I, I kind of felt left out. I kind of told myself, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch some games. So I, I turned on Friday night to watch Hunter Green. Um, by the time I turned it on, game was over. And so I went ahead and turned it off. I think I watched a total of an inning. The banner from the plane read, where are you going to go? Already gone. THX Phil. I mean, that's a pretty good banner. Oh, there it is right there. Where are you going to go? Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Phil. You know, you want to pull, pull that up and display it? Not really. <laughs> Oh boy! And there so, it is. There it is. I mean, somebody had to pay a pretty penny for that, right? I mean, someone's really upset. I mean, I don't know if you have a plane, you're just out logging hours. Really, you just I don't know that you're paying all that much if you have stuff for banners to fly I mean, from your plane. I mean, you got to pay for those banners to be made and everything. No, you just, they probably have like slide-on stuff or something. Like, I can't imagine oh, that. Might. It might. Uh, in any case, so the Reds now staying at 3-13. and 13, uh, in, in dead last in all of baseball by three, the, the closest team, I mean, there's there's several te- teams with, with six wins. Uh, but no one else has less than six wins. Even Pittsburgh, Even Pittsburgh. Is, is currently at eight and eight. What about um, Oakland? Nine and eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's it's frustrating. It's super frustrating. Like we just had these successful seasons coming off of 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 UC football and and and. Uh, Bengals football and and now we're now we're going to this and we we have to wait until August for football again to happen. I mean I understand the, the cyclones are out here winning uh playoff games. Good for them. Let's go cyclones. Um but oh yeah, I didn't even see Jeff had put this, but uh Geoff had put in here that the Cyclones six to five in OT, two to one in the series. I mean that's good. I I can get into a little bit of hockey. I wish they'd show those on TV. Um uh, but it's just frustrating. Like I, I don't want to sit down and dedicate four hours to watching subpar baseball and just being mad at myself afterwards. Yeah, um, it's it's not it's not good. Like I got other things I could do. I could. I mean, we talked about four. I could go cut the grass. The the run differential in in the Reds game. 
games thus far. They are at minus 41. Uh, they've scored 43 runs, which is also the worst in baseball. Uh, tied, actually, with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, oh, I was I missed the Kansas City Royals. They have five wins. Uh, they've, they? they've played one. Le- yeah, they they've played. They've only played fourteen games, so they do have a <laughs> a higher winning percentage, as the Reds currently stand at eighteen point eight percent. But That's uh, great. yeah. That's I don't know. I mean, I'm with you. I, I don't think I've I, I think I've watched two or three games so far this season. It's just not a priority. No. When if if they were doing something worth watching, and don't get me wrong, having starting the season with a West Coast trip didn't help anybody. I don't think it helped the Reds. I don't think it helped the fans get engaged. I don't know. I to start off going to the Dodgers, San Diego. Woof. Yeah. And it's not going to get any better. We got we already got the the Guardians, I almost said it. We've already got the Guardians making fun of us on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know why they put Harambe as their I mean, I know that the Guardians are playing the Angels for the first time ever cuz oh, Guardian Angel. Yeah, but I don't understand why they they got to claim Harambe. They don't get to claim Harambe. They did. I know. That's what I'm saying. I I tweeted them that they have some class. They're almost like Yankee fans. Seems strange. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the Reds have been nothing short of a hard watch this season. And I I don't know that there's a light at the end of this tunnel this season anywhere. The, the light is the end of the season, right? Yeah. Because it means it's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it means that football's starting back up. I mean, we, <laughs> right. we get a little bit excited about, you know, Thursday. We'll get into that a little bit later. We get, we get excited about Thursday. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The light, the end of the tunnel, but you know, what's going to happen. And this is what happened last year too, is all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're going to start hitting Joey Votto might go on a little home run streak again. And we're gonna be like, yeah, okay. Now we're not going to get excited this year. Last year, I let myself get away and I, and I got excited. Think we might make the playoffs this year. I'm not going to do that. I, I, it's not good for my health. Um, it's not good for my health at all. Um, but you know, that's going to happen and it's gonna, they're going to draw us back in. They're going to draw us back in, and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, let's watch some baseball again. But then Phil's going to say something stupid again. But I, I it's going to happen. It's- what about his apologies? So I haven't found – so I've seen stories and tweets going out that he apparently sent apologies to the staff. But I haven't seen what the actual apology says. Yeah, I don't – I mean, regardless <laughs> – why a why did it take so long for these apologies to be issued when this happened at the beginning of the 11 game losing streak are are you just now seeing the fell off the ladder comment yeah i saw that do you, do you understand that yeah you fell off a ladder cuz i fell off a ladder today right. yeah that's nice yeah. of him that's nice of him he's going to get he yeah he sits behind me so he's going um 
You totally wrecked my. my I apologize. Device. I apologize. It's fine. That's on me. That's on me. What was I talking about? The apologies. Why the did it? Apology. Why did? Yeah. Why did it take like a week and a half to issue an apology? How did you? How did it take that long for you to realize that it was messed up? Well, he he sent the apology after the game. Remember, he, well, he sent apology to the fans. But why why is he sending an apology to the staff? Like. I don't understand that. Like the, the ticket sales. Well, I guess he. I guess he needs to because the ticket sales guys aren't making commission off ticket sales. The you know what I mean. Like the the concession stand guys aren't making tips because nobody's going to the games. So I, I guess I see why there's an apology out there. One of the one of the quotes from the apology: My remarks were flat wrong and in no way reflect just how committed I am to the Reds in the city of Cincinnati. I let my frustration get the best of me. Same thing he said right after the game. My remarks were flat wrong. I will never take our fans for granted because they are as much a part of this team as we are. Now, they've also apparently allowed, they're, they're now going to allow fans to show up with bags as they realized, oh, that's also a bad look when you tell fans that are paying to watch your games at a taxpayer-funded stadium yeah, so there were were two incidences this weekend. Incidences, yes. I did that. Incidents. Where there was just, there was that group of three fans who yes. they were being interviewed, and as they're being interviewed, they came over and asked them to take off their their bags, and then the interview stopped. And then there was a gentleman who was sitting <laughs> in the diamond seats, right? And he was yes. wearing a yeah. So I mean, I'm with Jeff's idea. When he gets back here, I mean, maybe we could do a GoFundMe, and and, and PTP just go sit in the diamond seats. Oh, and then you got then you got the poor guy who bought uh, handlebar. Um, seats so he could take his one one and a half year old to the game and in, in the heat so he's like oh i'll buy the indoor seats right where it's air conditioned and it's 88 degrees inside because phil can't turn the air conditioning on i, I, I guess know. we i guess we'd have to trade away you know i'm not sure that's been confirmed well that could I'd have like just been it. somebody that could have just been a troll ranting on twitter i'd like to believe it's real yeah well maybe you should have taken a picture of him with sweat running, like dripping down his face. Yeah, that that would have made it real. Yeah, that would have made it real. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't it know what, what this team has to do to get on, to get better. Obviously, you know, when you're when you're leading batting average on the team is batting two thirty six. Congratulations, Kyle Farmer. When in 16 games, your RBI leader has seven RBI. Again, congratulations, Kyle Farmer. Yeah. You are tied for 29th out of 30 for runs. Uh, which means that which means that you're also tied with with 30. Like there, there is no 30th place because you were tied at that 43 um you are in 29th place for batting average 186 on base percentage dead last at 26.2 percent we have we have one player with two home runs congratulations tommy fam it's gross man all of it's gross it is it make like I said before, it makes it unwatchable and I don't want to sit down and waste my time on it. I could try to fix my 3D printer. 
and and not watch that. I want to watch baseball because I got that damn cable package. Remember? <laughs> but I can't. Yeah. I remember. We've made fun of you for it. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to check the full schedule to see if there's anything. Of fam hit another home run. I don't know. I'm not watching the game. Are you? No. Geoff said he did. Uh, where's the? And not fix the printer because of procrastination. You're right. I I've been procrastinating a very long time. Oh, I just pulled up the Reds website. Apparently, on May seventh, this will put butts in the seats. Star Wars <laughs> Joey Jedi Joey Votto night. Make sure you all get down there for Why? that one. And may the may the fourth be with all of you on that one. Even screwed that up. They couldn't have that on the fourth. Do they have a home game on the fourth? Probably not. No, they're at Milwaukee. So why would they have it on the fourth when they don't have a game? Aaron, I just want to find something to blame blame on them, okay? So the the next series after uh, after they wrap up with San Diego, who we already know is really good, um, they 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 face Colorado, who is basically tied with San Diego. Uh, both of them have ten wins. Um, the series after that, we have Milwaukee, who is in second place in the division, and then we have Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh has been uh, figuring something out because they're at they're at five hundred. Well, because they're Pittsburgh. Um, they've already put Hunter Green. They, they're skipping him in the rotation as they had an off day. Um, how do you feel about them sitting the young the young stallion? Nah, they probably should, especially when he's throwing 31, 33, 100 pitch. Uh, ball. I can't talk. One hundred mile per hour balls and 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 a pitches. There we go. In a game, in a single game, in a second game, they should probably get because he is. I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to ruin that arm. And they say they're going to build within and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, let's let's go ahead and let him sit for a little bit because these games don't don't matter. So, is there anything that the Reds could do to bring you back in? Um. Fire Phil. <laughs> For starters. For starters. I, I or or have him make like force him to step away. Yeah. I don't like free pizza, maybe like like night at the at the ballpark. Like you, you buy your five dollar seat and then and all seats are five dollars that night, by the way. So it's it's free pizza and five dollar seats. Um so that would be nice. That's um, never gonna happen. Also with free beer. So I think that I think I'm really losing track here. So it's five dollars for a ticket, free pizza, free beer, um, and then I get to pitch. <laughs> I get to pitch in at least one inning, um, maybe maybe two. You know, if my arm allows it. Even if um, you even if you had the fence up in front of you, you'd find a way to get injured if you were pitching. Oh, I'd throw it a batter. You wouldn't oh, hit. You'd I'd, be. I'd throw it a batter, and then he's as he's walking to first, I'd talk a lot of shit. That's all you'd be. You'd be 
Uh, you're, I, this I is, would. This is a ridiculous conversation. With my free beer, my free I, pizza. I thought you'd take it seriously, but is there is there there's a clock in between pitches, right? Yes. I'm just wondering, like, how many bites of pizza I can get in between each pitch. Deanna says when when she was in college, they did dollar hot dog nights. Well, I think they still do that, but it's only in certain concourses. I don't know if they still have that or not, because is anything a dollar anymore? Anything? Not even stuff at the dollar store. Correct. (sighs) Hold on. I think somebody is here to say something. Hey, I just wanted to say hi to Kathy. That's all. Hi, Kathy. She said the Reds suck and they're pitiful. I know how much she enjoys hearing hearing my content, so I just wanted to say hello. I don't really have anything else to add. You can put me back in the lobby. All right. Bye, Chad. Yeah, Yeah, the Cyclones do dollar beers. It's usually Hooties, and I'm down with that, too. More drunk people will buy merchandise. I might buy a hat. Whoa, we got we got a Mayhall outside of you saying that the Reds suck. That never happens, Edward. I know he says it all the time. I don't know. Apparently, Xavier baseball is losing ten to nothing. Tennessee. Uh, who cares? We don't talk about baseball. Xavier on this podcast. I don't know. Like, what would bring you to a game? Like, what would what would make you want to go down there and spend your hard earned money? This year, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not even free pizza? No. By the way, if, if we didn't even bring this up, apparently they're skipping on hot dog toppings down there now. Clay sent us a picture of his hot dog when he was down there this weekend, and, and they didn't have all the choices. Um, they didn't have all the choices that they usually have to put on his hot dog. It's a, it's a war, man. It's a war. It's a war. Um, I, I, I did sh- see his his, his 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 hot dog didn't look very good. It, it didn't it look good at all. Definitely missing fixings. It was missing fixings. Missing fixings. <laughs> Brown bag bobblehead night. <laughs> I I'm yeah. I'd show up to a game for that. You'd do anything for a bobblehead. You're you're one of the suckers. No, I don't collect bobbleheads very much anymore. I uh Clinton gave me a bag full of them for my birthday, but I don't I don't I collect the like the ones that are meaningful, right? Like the like the Barry Larkin ones and stuff like that. There, there are no there's no such thing as a meaningful bobblehead. Um I don't know. I, don't so know. I, got a question. I, I just truly don't think there's anything that I could muster in me to mustard. No, not mustard, muster. I, I don't think there's there's anything in me that I could muster to go to. First off, it's now a two and a half hour drive for me to get to the stadium. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, but also, like, they're not good. So they they pretty much have to show that they're doing something to win this year for me, or, or at least like to show that what the what the plant. We already laughed about this. Yeah. I don't want your corporate pizza. Like enough of that exactly. at work. Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I just, there's, there's nothing that I can see. There's not. I don't know. 
So this was apparently the most entertaining thing at the ballpark tonight. And I need you to watch this. because I need you to prepare for this. Uh, but this gentleman is watching a game and feeding a baby at the same time. Um, good for him. But check this out. As he's feeding the baby, catches the ball with one hand. Look, she's shocked that that happened. But I'm going to need you to learn how to do that, you know, with the upcoming child and all. Are you still here? Oh, you're eating during the show now? Yeah, I scarfed down three cheese conies because this guy gives me crap about eating on the show when him and Jeff are talking. Uh, but now that it's just the two of us and I have to just keep talking uh, and filibustering here, he can go ahead and shove his face with some sort of mayonnaise sandwich because he had mayonnaise coming off his mouth. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, what we got here, we got Chad saying that uh, moon deck seats for $11 each tomorrow night. I think that's $6 too much to go to the game. <laughs> and uh, I Bill saying that my foam finger is offensive, but I do remember you wanting the same one when I bought it. So that's fine. I don't know. I mean, th there's, there's just nothing that I can think of. Like they've been, they haven't been transparent about what the plan is, especially when they brought, you know, Tommy famine or when they brought, I guess you have to field a team. Uh, but when they brought in uh, oh, the pitcher who's already on the uh, on the on the DL, the lefty to replace um, Wade Miley. I, I just forgot his name. Mike, Mike Minter. But I Minter, yes. Correct. I don't yeah. know. Is it is it Minter? Pretty sure um, right. I, I know I traded, I traded him off the team as soon as I could on MLB The Show. Got a. Oh. I, I did finish my first. I did finish my first season today. How do you have time to do Eight. that? Because I simulate like six. I, I simulate. I only play games on Sundays. Oh, that's it. And I do a player lock, so I only play like the at bats for one player or what you have to do in the field for one player. I finished eighty-one and eighty-one my first season. Uh, Geoff says that he'll be at the Cyclones game tomorrow night. Um, I doubt they will have more than the Reds because there is also some concert tomorrow. Reds have a concert tomorrow night? I don't know. I don't follow. I haven't watched a game since... I haven't watched a game since they were in San Diego. No, in LA and San Diego, one or the other. I haven't watched a game since Friday night. Uh, yeah, it was in land inning. Uh, Bill says that FC Cincinnati is still better than the Reds. Actually, that is false. That is false. I don't know. They might have the same amount of wins. They might be better. I'm actually going to an FC Cincinnati game next month. Ugh. They're both horrible ownerships. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want to talk about ownership again. I really don't. Like, I feel like that's the road we keep going down, though. Is it really nine to six right now? Yes. Bottom of the ninth. Good Lord. Uh, Joey Votto 0 for 3 tonight. That's, that's pretty good. 
I need him to start hitting. Yeah. Bill, we know the draft is this week. We're trying to kind of filibuster until Jeff gets here as he really wanted to talk the draft. So we're not getting to the draft quite yet. Um, and he's pulling in his driveway right now. So that's that's nothing but a good thing. Did you see, I know we're a LFG in a 513 shirts group over here, but um, did you see that the Cincy shirts is re- is releasing like former hockey jerseys? No. So they have like the, the Cincy Stingers and they have uh, the Mighty Ducks. I might have to give you a Mighty Ducks one. Yeah, that does nothing for me, and I honestly couldn't care less about hockey jerseys. But uh, I did see them have the uh, that release of the 1990 World Series um, lineup card. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I did see that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can we should talk about our grass again? <laughs> You know what I? You know what I'd rather do than watch, watch a Reds ball game right now. What's Pick that? every single dandelion out of my front yard by hand. That's. I dare you. How do we get that sponsored? It's not ever going to get sponsored. Uh, did you watch wrestling? We. I would not mind doing your your sixty seconds of wrestling. I'm not going to lie to you. I did. I didn't watch wrestling. Although yeah, you know I what? Have, I've been reading up on some tweets. It sounds like Bret Hart. Bret Hart might be coming out of retirement for a match. So you just he don't might... watch wrestling for for your segment anymore? No, I did, but I don't remember what happened. I, I recorded it and I watched it. I don't remember much that happened, though. It was I should have wrote it down, and that's on me. I, I but I did see so Bret Hart could possibly sign with the WWE, which is wild because the WWE killed his brother. And I he he I, I assumed he was never gonna go back there. Um Owen, I am not a heart, or I'm not a nugget. I am not a nugget. Oh my god, I forgot he used to say that. Yeah, that was like one of the two things that he would say on a the attitude video game back in the day. That is hilarious. There was so speaking of attitude, um, a TikTok came up on my page of a company that sells like old game systems and stuff like N64s, PlayStation's, NES's, all that kind of Super Nintendo's, all that kind of stuff. And uh I looked up the Attitude game and they only had it on N64, so I'm thinking about buying an N64 and buying that game. Yeah, that was I'm pretty sure the only system it was ever released. It was on, on PlayStation because that's what I had it on. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, no, cuz I didn't ever have a PlayStation 1. This is good. Yeah, I don't know what's happening here. The chat's just blowing up, and I cannot keep up. With it. <laughs> you don't have, you, that's that's the fun part about posting the chat. You don't have to post all of them; only the relevant ones. Yeah. Goodness. Um. So the NFL draft is Thursday because I can't talk anymore, Reds. Yeah. Okay. Just, cool. All right. I, yeah. I NFL draft. Let's do this. Don't care. I mean, we, we, we spent 34 minutes on the Reds, which is about yeah. 30 minutes too long. So <laughs> It really is. I'll lose again. 
So the Bengals pick at 31. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm fascinated with the NFL draft. I always have been. I don't know how you feel about it, but I like to watch. I like it's a, it's like, a good time. It's a, it's a good watch. Um you're typing. I am because I'm trying to find a link for you because I want you to put this mm-hmm. live in the chat. Because I think we should do this sir, as we're waiting on Jeffrey. Are you talking so about a, here, a, a, a fantasy draft? Yep. A draft simulator? I'm already yep. on it, dude. I'm already on it. On uh, PFF? PFF, or... yep. All right. So you know how to do this then? I've done Change it a couple it to seven times rounds. Keep, keep speed fast. Go to the Bengals at 31. That's the only one we're going to do. And share your screen. All right. So we're going to seven rounds. Bengals are still Curious at 31. Who we end up with here. Great. Oh, I got to choose the Bengals to enter draft. Here we go. All right. And start, start the draft. draft. Yep. And this is fast. Yep. Go up, if you would, and see where Sauce was drafted. All right. Sauce was, he's probably like a three. He went oh, number four. Four. To the yep. Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. So if I'm looking at who's available here, I see Lewis Seen uh, from Georgia, the safety. Not a bad pick. Uh, Jalen Petrie. George Pickens at wide receiver would be interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I don't scroll, scroll down a little bit. What position? I mean, Des is still out there. Okay. Yeah. Go back up a little bit, a little bit. Um, why don't we take, why don't we take Jalen, actually just take Lewis scene. Got him. All right. Now we're about to be back on the board at pick 63. Here we go. Go back up and see if there were any other Bearcats taken here. All right. Let's look for a Bearcat. Let's look for a Bearcat. I do not. Dez went to the Lions. Oh, yeah. Dez. There he is right there. I could go. I could deal with Dez going to the Lions. Yep. All right. He'd be a starter there, but the Lions have not traditionally been a great place for quarterbacks. I guess Matt Stafford came out of it okay. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, scroll mm-hmm. down a little bit. I can't imagine. Ryan Cook's available. Sawyer would, yeah. 63 is a little high to be taking Brian Cook, I think. Um, go back up. I think here 
I don't think he'll last that long. Um, <laughs> the Reds game is apparently over. Is it? Yeah. Um, why don't you give us Chad Muma, the linebacker there? Sorry, the chat. Um, Chad Mumu. Okay, there he is right there. Well, actually, go. No, don't take him. Well, <laughs> where's Dolchich? How far down is Dolchich? He wasn't too far down. He was right, right there. Greg Dolchich, right above Brian Cook. Again, I just think that that's too high to take him. At, like at sixty-three, but well, Geoff Geoff's been been just. Heavy in the chat today, so go ahead and give him give him Dolchich. There you go, Geoff. That's for you, buddy. Brian Cook went at ninety one. Oh, hey, hey, Jeff. We're just doing a, a little mock hey, draft here. Alec Pierce, oh, Alec went, Pierce at went at seventy seven. Yep. I wouldn't Wait, mind it? picking Alec Pierce. We're on the clock again. Um, right here, I would take uh, Kellen Deesh. Although Donovan West wouldn't be a terrible pick either. What do you say, Jeff? I have it. So let's get through this. Get through this here real quick because I have a. I mean, it's probably not really a hot take, but I have a my own theory on this draft. <laughs> What's up, Geoff? He's been lighting you up the last two weeks. I'm sure he has. I had some stuff to take care of. So who who are we going with here at, at 95? Center or tackle, Jeff? Uh, tackle. So take take Deesh. Darian Beavers at 104. Majay went at the beginning of this round. Uh, at this point, I'd probably take a corner since we ha haven't yet, but that's entirely too high as his average draft position is 190. Um, I don't know. We were just pa passing time until you got here. Really, I think we're I think we're all about over this. But yeah. Curtis Brooks is there. How many How many of you run through? This is the first one. Me? Oh, okay. I ran through about five or six last week. I've run I've run through probably I don't know fifty. Hmm. Interesting. Are we shutting this so, down? What's your what's your hot take? It's not even yeah, really a ahead. hot take. But um, so my my whole thing about this draft with the Bengals is like I so like they don't need they don't need like starters, right? Correct. Like I I don't really see somewhere. Okay, maybe the first round you go with the offensive line. You maybe add another backup guy there in case somebody gets hurt or whatever. After that, I am like full on in the just take the best player there is. Whoever's left, whoever's on your board that it, that you've got ranked at the top of the board, just go that way. I don't think it hurt. So basically, the same way I do it in fantasy football. 
Is that how you is that how you draft your I mean, not every team? time. Like, I'll try to like do it. You know, <clears throat> like I, but. like so like recently, recent and by recently I mean like recent years, like and normal I guess Bengal years or whatever. Like I, I always kind of look at the draft and I'm like, man, like we we got to get like we got to get that one guy to help us like turn turn this this organization around turn the thing the tide back towards where maybe the Bengals can be yeah you know, so I just don't have that feeling like I'm not nervous about this draft or like have any like anxiety about this draft that it's going to be like graded at like you know like an F and they're everybody in the national media is going to be like oh look the Bengals screwed it up again I I have, you're I have you're like picking at the end of every round. You know what I mean, like right. Well, you got that, and like I just, I just, like, I, I literally couldn't. I don't know that I could care less how they do it because I, I have confidence in the way that they're going to go about this draft. And I think it, you know, they can just get whoever the best player available is. Maybe, maybe they need some guys here and there. I really hope that they take Matt Ariza at thirty-one, and um, you know set the Twitter world on fire. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for This is the first year we actually like enjoy the draft, right? Like we don't have to worry about them screwing it up or anything like that. I have to so. coach. I have to like my, uh, my oldest son has baseball on Thursday and it's kind of late and I'm not worried about missing the Bengals pick. And that's exciting to me. And it's not because they, you know, traded away all their first round picks to all the best teams like five years ago or something, and they ended up at the back of the draft. They earned their way to the back of the draft, and I love it. Just so you know, Aaron's eating a sandwich right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, it's a pizza roll. Okay. A, a whole that's pizza fine. roll. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like the way I'm kind of approaching this draft. I'm way more excited about this draft, like for where the Bearcats players go. Yeah, that's what I'm more excited about. Yeah, like I, I legitimately am. Like I'm, I will have my phone out during my you know kids baseball practice while I'm throwing you know BP, and uh, I mean I don't even know what time the draft starts. To be honest with you, it's like eight. Eight, I think. <laughs> Does it matter when you're picking thirty first? No, I'm just saying like so that I don't miss like you know Sauce go number one overall. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with. Can, can I imagine if so- Sauce was there? No. No, if Sauce went number one overall. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't... I Only don't, three more days. I can't see awesome. that happening either. No. I mean, it would be it would be like the craziest thing ever, but... Yeah. I, I would I would agree with my, uh, my, my former college roommate in the chat here. Uh, go with the best player available. Yeah. What Jeff just said. Well, I'm I'm agreeing, yeah, agreeing with right. everyone who said it. I just but I wanted to I, shout out that my college roommate was in the chat. Ed, sorry, the hat. I mean, that's just that, that's just how I'm looking at this year. Like, it's just it's not not something that I'm I'm worried about. Like last year, you know, we like we had we had the like the the Sul v Chase like whatever you want to call it that Factions. we had going on. Yeah, like, people were like, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, and we were all 
uh, Team Chase, uh, in case anybody yes. cares. Um, but like this year, like uh, I'm gonna be honest, like I I don't watch college football, and I'm not like yo, th- that's a really dope lineman right there. Like, <laughs> I'm well, sorry. People have even talked so, about like, like if Aiden Hutchinson was in the draft last year, as almost everyone has him as the consensus number one overall pick this year. But if he w- had been in the draft last year, they don't even know that he would have been like a top three pick, a top five pick, which is just, it's a, it's a down year for the top of the draft, but the middle of the draft gets much heavier. I thought you ate dinner before we did this, Ed. What are you still eating for? Oh yeah, you can't let those go to waste. Yeah, those go to waste. <laughs> That's the only thing he can eat multiple of from Skyline, anyway. It's crackers for I had three cheese cones tonight. Thank you. Oh, uh, so yeah, we'll see. But the first round and the whole draft rankings, I feel, are pretty much all over the place. That's what uh, Jeff's got to say over here in the chat. Yeah, it's it is kind of a weird year where it's. There's a lot of like I feel like there's a lot of like interchangeable pieces as far as you know like like you said the top end of the draft isn't like there doesn't there aren't that like handful of guys where you're like yeah like you got to get them where you missed in the first round it's yeah. like there there's a, a solid core of of players that can be drafted and yeah you're gonna I feel like that solid core is only about like. Basically, the drop-off between, like, the top 10 to the top 20 is, or, like, top 10 to the next 10, there's a pretty big drop-off between those. But then when you get to, like, the whole core of that top 20 to, like, the next 10, there's an even bigger drop-off. But then from about there on until round, halfway through round three, early in round four, like... It's a big clump yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, it's gonna it, it's gonna be a pretty exciting draft as far for us as for, you know because of the Bearcats, Bearcats yeah. obviously. Um, and then as Bengals fans, it's a good draft because you're you're essentially just like selecting guys that you know are gonna be, you know, maybe maybe one or two guys are gonna rotate in and out or whatever but like you're you're picking some some like safety net guys in case somebody you know needs a needs a break or whatever does jeff like hockey i enjoy watching hockey i don't really like those games i don't really yeah i don't really know it like i don't i don't know the rules i don't know the rules very much either i I do enjoy i do enjoy watching it it's good stuff to watch Oh, did Fickle do an interview with Lapham? I did not know that. I know he did an interview with Chad this afternoon. Hmm. I will look it up. Yeah. See what that's all about. I don't know. What did you guys cover? Was that it? You guys just started the show and started with a mock draft? We talked about our grass. Uh, how's your grass doing? Oh, uh, my grass? Uh, I had a lawn company last year, and they ruined my lawn. So I'm I'm going at it myself this year, and 
it's starting to like turn the corner, but I'm not like a, an expert grass maintainer. So it could, it could go, I, I might end up paying somebody to put field turf down in my lawn and just, just call it good. Probably a solid idea. I've thought about that multiple times. The guy across the street from me put like, he, they just like ripped out their whole yard and put, had like somebody come put sod down. So like their their lawn looks amazing. I was told, telling Aaron earlier I would much rather pick out every dandelion in my front yard uh, by hand, uh, dandelion by dandelion lion, than watch Reds baseball right now. So I'm gonna retweet what? it right. I got a lot of dandelions in my yard. I'd rather pick them out one by oh. one by hand than watch Reds baseball. Oh, that's. I did find I guess 23 hours ago Dave Lapham tweeted. Uh, one of his podcasts where you talk, I guess it's uh, Coach Fick talks about uh, Maje Sanders in the draft. So I just retweeted it on the part of the punctuation account. If I was looking to hear did, what that I, has to say. I did see Thank something. You, I did see something that uh, that Sauce said that Fick's not leaving Vegas until he calls and refers to him as Sauce. Oh, Fickle talked about that today in our uh, when Chad was interviewing him. Oh, did he? Yeah. I haven't had a chance to do almost He said not until he gets his name called will he ever call him Sauce. Oh. Yep, he's only referred to him as a mod. That's fair. That's that's a coach. Yeah. All right. Probably beat the the draft to death thus far. Thus far? Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun to see what happens and we can talk about it afterwards and then grade it and see how excited we are. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not worried one way or the other. No, it should be just more fun watching it. Ha- having confidence like in who they're looking at and who they like, because after like, look at what they did in free agency, right? Like they identified the very obvious need and they have seemingly at least addressed it somewhat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The year before, they knew that there was a guy that was a can't-miss wide receiver, and they would just make it work. And they made it work pretty well. So, don't break my heart, Bengals. I don't know know if they could do anything in this draft to break your heart. No, I mean, like... I don't see how they could screw this draft up. It's... See, why you got to say stuff like that, Ed? I'm just saying it's almost impossible. There's no well, real uh, there's no real pressure on who you take. Exactly. That's why, like, I see all these mock drafts. Like, people are like, oh, you, they're like, I see they're fighting over these. Dude, I'm good if they which, trade down out of yeah, this and just tra- get, tra- get more picks. Do whatever you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, just trade out of there. Who cares? Like, if your guy... If your guy that you that you're eyeballing for that thirty first pick disappears somewhere before you, just leave. Trade out. Somebody wants somebody just, wants that. Just you know, some, leave. Somebody wants you know what I mean. Somebody wants that spot. <laughs> somebody wants that thirty first spot. Like there's somebody else that's available. You know, find out what they'll give you. You know, maybe maybe they'll give you some like nice. 
like engraved knee braces for Joe Burrow to wear that protect his knees. And uh, we'll take that. Like, whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like like I mean I I think Ed actually said it best though. You can't you can't really screw up the thirty first yeah. pick. Unless like the, I think the only thing they could do to to really screw up is if they tried to like use future draft capital to trade up. I don't want them to trade up. No, I I, I like I don't know that they're. That's also, I mean, that's kind of the benefit of where, like, where they're at and how they landed there. Like, they they didn't land at thirty one because, like I said earlier, like they didn't land at thirty one because, like, three years ago they made some crazy trades and lost all of their first round picks for whatever, or yeah. they you know, swapped around and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, and they ended up at thirty one because the team they traded with was really good and they were garbage. They ended up at 31 because they earned their way there with a really good football team that is only going to be better next year, I feel. Uh, and you know, it's just let the chips fall where they are and move on. Like uh, The only way they screw that up is if they take a punter there. Now, speaking of Bengals, did you guys see the information that came out today about Paul Brown Stadium? The $498 million, like... $493 million is needed going to be needed to upgrade Paul Brown Stadium over the next 20 years. So that's... I mean, I feel like that same amount, though, was what? I mean, there's an 8.5% inflation rate going on right now. So that, but that's, that's with like a caveat, though. That is like the company, they had a company come in and assess Paul Brown Stadium. And they basically went in and said, like, if you want to add like a roof, it would be like 150 million. Okay, if I'm seeing wanted, that now. It says roof yeah. and envelope seven, well, seven point eight million. Yeah. Vertical transportation. What's vertical transportation? Elevators, escalators. Elevators. You already have yeah. those. Uh, that's nine point nine million. Food and beverage retail, uh, thirty eight million. Technology, fourteen million. Oh, 114 million. I'm sorry. Yeah. A structure itself, 158 million. Uh, MP and fire protection, 13 million. And architecture, 151 million. Yeah. So when you look at it, that, that's like if they were to like do all of those things right now, yeah, it would be like 500 million. Um, but if they, they also said, um, uh, they also said that it would be, you know, uh, one to one point two billion to build a new stadium. We're so, not building a new stadium, okay. right? But they they still had the the company that was tasked with evaluating Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, you know they they have to give them those like comparison numbers. Like if you want to kind of bring it up to you know nowadays stadium. It's going to be about five hundred million. If you would build a new one, it is you know one to one point two billion. So I'm interesting. I'm interested. Does that mean like uh, uh like they had in like they have in uh, Texas those uh field level field level suites like putting that kind of stuff in? Are we talk about like are we well, talking about making it kind of look like Las Vegas? Part or are of we talking about experience. You're never going to make. 
yeah, Paul yeah. Brown Stadium is never going to look like you know Jerry's World or right. whatever they're calling that place in Vegas. Like, it's not going to look like that. The, that that architecture just doesn't make sense with what they've built here. Yeah. It would just be, and that if I if you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're looking at it now, but I don't believe that any of what they what that company was doing had anything to do with um, assessing the costs of a practice facility. No, there's not. That's not listed on this. Uh, well, and I imagine they had to have this company in there because when they initially signed the deal for the stadium, they had certain uh just needs that had to be met and one of those needs was the fact that the stadium had to stay in a top 10 ranking um throughout its life essentially so if the taxpayers or if if the stadium needed an upgrade to stay in that top 10 ranking the taxpayers were on the hook for whatever those upgrades cost so they come in as any type of consultant would do and they give you all of your options here's yeah. your here's your menu pick from your menu and those are the things that you can get to keep in that top 10 rank if and if you think about that okay 500 million dollars is a lot of money yes but there they did say that they were like looking at um you know there there are things available like they're like loans that you can take out through that they could take out through the nfl they're like all kinds of stuff that they can do outside of, you know, raising taxes in Hamilton County. Well, and And the other thing is if you put, if they were to come in and enclose it or put a, some sort of roof on, on the stadium. Now you're looking at the possibility of hosting NCAA tournament games. Yeah. There's uh, that other event concerts that, yeah, because we're never going to get NCAA tournament games at, at Heritage Bank Arena, like we can just throw that out the window. So no, they've got a that place needs to come down and be more than rebuilt as something else. That place needs more than well, five hundred million. And I sincerely doubt, like there, anyone has any intentions of getting all of these upgrades. No. These are just again yeah. menu items. Yeah, as it says here on the sheet, it says continue uh, to maintain the building, protect the investment future proof the building so they're talking about you know making sure that they can make other changes in the future there's no um, such thing as future proofing a building well not yeah you can't i mean they say there is but we don't know what's going to happen i mean everything gets dated and then pri- prioritize future maintenance so i love one of the i love one of the quotes here from the architecture or the architect um this was from scott uh wartman i'm not sure who he writes for right now. Can you say that word again? Uh Wartman? No, what what is his job? Writer? No, the guy that designs the building. The architect? Yep. That's, that's not this guy. You know what? Whatever, guys. Architect uh says So um, he just said it. He just said it. Paul Brown's stadium was meant to be adapt was Time meant out. to be adapted correctly. Change. Why were you pronouncing it architect? I said architect and, the whole time. No. No. Did I say architect? No. no. You said architect Ar- and architect. An architect. I got, I got <laughs> Geoff and and I, now I got look, now and, I got and, now I got now I got T T Win. There he is. T Win's in here. An architect. Shitting on me now. 
<laughs> Anyways, they say that Paul Brown's team was meant to be adapted and changed. We learned from Riverfront. I don't want this building to implode. I want it to stand the test of time. That's great. Forever. It's a solid statement by a River prominent architect. architect. <laughs> Why so, do you laugh like Scooby Doo? I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> Why do you say architect? <laughs> I just want to know, like, yeah. And then you, then you just like we're like, oh, the architect, architect. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's <laughs> so while we're on, while we're on the <laughs> while we're on the subject of the NFL draft though, um let's just knock this out just so we can say that we talked about it. Okay. There there's nine guys from the Bearcats that this weekend should hear their name. And just kind of going over those nine and, and like, I know Chad and I have talked at, at length about it on various different podcasts and what have you, but what, what do these nine guys mean to, to you? And how do you see like the program just kind of moving from this point forward where like Chad has asked many different people, is this the biggest weekend in, Cincinnati Bearcats history. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I agree with Chad. When Chad tweeted that out, uh, I don't know, it was probably like two months ago. I think he tweeted, he just like tweeted the date and said, you know, like probably the biggest week. And then everybody thought he was saying that, like, I don't know, like Michael Jordan was going to end up on the basketball team. And there's all this other crazy stuff people predicted. But it was very clearly the draft he was talking about. And uh, it, I mean, it is. You look at, these big schools that are always at the top of, you know, whatever the rankings or, you know, have the successful seasons and the, the, the blue bloods or whatever you want to, you know, classify them as they always have healthy draft classes. And that is something that you can go and sit in a living room of a kid and say, listen, I want you to go look at the high school, you know, whatever the high school evaluation of all of these guys right here or when they came out of high school to come to the University of Cincinnati. Or transferred in because Jerome trans- Ford, Darian Beavers, Correct. Brian Cook. But still, go back and look at, you know, a lot of those guys. And it wasn't a five-star smorgasbord of players that came in here that, let's be honest, probably didn't weren't going to need, like, you know, a lot of extra coaching to get to where they're at. No, these were guys that they came in. They, for one, they put the work in. So, you know, when you talk to the kids and you tell them you're going to need to be, you know, you're going to need to be committed and want to put the work in. But if you put the work in, we will put the work into you and you can be just like that. Yeah, you could be the architect of of your future. That was well done, Ed. But that, I mean, that, that's that's something that, that they can hang their hat on. Look, we've got guys that are coming in here that, okay, yeah, they're, you know, they can come back and get their degree, whatever. But we're putting guys into the NFL draft or into the NFL early. You know, they're, they're not, they don't have, they're not here all the way to the end and then going to the CFL if that's the route they take, whatever. But we're, we're putting, there's guys that are going to the NFL draft early. 
but we're putting guys in the draft and they're you know they're being taken in the first few rounds right yeah we're there's probably gonna be a couple of these guys that are taken later than that but okay yeah, yeah. i don't know i mean the, it's just fascinating to me just what they've been able to do with guys like you know to to luke's point earlier you know when he was or i guess chad's point earlier when he was talking about you know when beavers transferred in he was known as a guy that wasn't really good at UConn comes here, morphs his body. Thanks to Brady. And now here he is, you know, potentially a third, fourth round pick. You talk about a guy like Jerome Ford, who he started a game at Alabama. And from there, he just took off here, literally um, from everybody. (laughs) Uh, right. And, and you know, that's another guy who, who may end up somewhere in that three to five range. Um, you know, you talk about Brian Cook, who transferred in here and nobody knew who he was. He was coming out of high school, I think a two star. Um, seemed to do OK, as now he's one of the top rated safeties by PFF in this draft. We'll see where he ends up going. Um, Des Des could be a first round pick. All indications are that he's going to be a first round pick. I'll yeah. be surprised if his name isn't called when Thursday night is over. Yeah, I mean, it's it is sort of like right now one of those things where you've got this this team that okay we we had like you know the the years where they started to build up they culminated with brian kelly and all the like what they were able to do there and then obviously after that things weren't exactly the greatest for a while um there was a little bit of success but like not not to this level and then you got pickle who comes in obviously rough go at it that first year but it was kind of a you know a different it still had a different feeling to it and he's been able to sell the program as it was for what they could become. And now they're there, right? Like they're at the, mm-hmm. they're, right. they're not at the top. They're at the next level from where they were well, at. They're in that reload. This is their first reload, right? You're right. Exactly. So, but, but then you look at who is, who is committing here? Who's coming to look here? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a different feeling. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's helped a little bit by the fact that they're going to the big 12, but I don't really know that that is even as big of an impact as what the coaches are able, like the, these guys are able to do by talking to the kids in their, in their house and having these players who have accomplished what they've accomplished. I feel like going to the Big 12 for for football in particular um, just has almost become an afterthought, right? I, yeah, Be- I would agree because with that. of all because yeah. of when you when you look at we we've taken two stars and turned them into guys that are going to hear their their names called on Sundays. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a, of course you're going to have a certain percentage of guys who want to play in the bigger conference and all of that. And so, yes, that is coming. It's coming next year, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you've taken Dez a two star, three star, turned him into potentially first round pick, like potentially the first quarterback off the board. Potentially. Yes, sir. Sauce was 160 pounds when he got here. Like, bro, he might still be 160 pounds. No, he's he's <laughs> he's 205, I, yeah. 210. Yeah, he's 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 solid. He bulked up. But yeah, th- this shit's wild. It's absolutely wild to see what has happened here in such a short amount of time. If you give him a decade here, can you imagine what this program's going to look oh, like after yeah. moving into the Big Twelve? Well, that that's kind of that thing that like I've been like playing over my head about like he's taking you know these guys now it is he able are they able to take these guys that are quote unquote two stars and three stars and develop them to where they're at now because the coaching is that much more superior to all the other coaching that bypass these guys uh or I guess it's probably kind of a mix of everything. Like you, you've got to have the right guys that that okay, they're they're graded out as let's say a three star. So there's maybe five three stars that they're looking at, and they're able to look at them and evaluate who has the highest ceiling of these three stars. Who hasn't you know necessarily developed? If they had one more year in high school, they would be you know a well, four star, you- maybe a low five star, right? If you look for the same, if you look for the same traits in these guys, though, as far as both physical and mental traits in these guys, and know that these are the things that I need to have these boxes checked when I'm recruiting yeah. a kid, I think it, it, at that point it becomes stars be damned. But these are the things; these are the boxes I want checked when I'm recruiting a kid, whether they be yeah. a, a particular frame size, whether they be a captain, whether they be you know, at, at the recommendation of a coach, like, yes, he's one of the first five guys in one of the last five guys out every single day. That's who he is. Not like, you know, the guy who's lollygagging after plays or the one who's thrown his helmet as soon as he gets to the sideline. Like, I don't know. I think that there's certain intangible traits and also tangible traits even that they I'm sure look at and yeah. whether it be, a, a, especially now with the transfer portal or whether it be, a recruit like just out of high school you find these things and and you make sure that like all of these boxes are checked i i mean they they've done a fantastic job thus yeah. far um and, and and the other thing that make the so this this kind of cross this is uc but it, it crosses over my my brother-in-law sent me a message about it the other day about how excited he was uh, with the way that Wes Miller is handling his recruiting here, uh, the types of players he's you know going after, like looking at the local guys, uh, yeah. look at you know, kind of a, a stars be damned, but in the other direction, like whereas maybe before some coaching regimes here looked at somebody that was you know rated pretty high and was like. 
ah, we don't have a chance. I'm not going to even waste like the, the postage to send him a letter. Like I'll just go the other way where, and now you've got Wes Miller who is just kind of like, no, we're going to make a pitch. Like we're going to go in here and, and they're, they're going to tell us no, or, you know, it, it's going to be on their end. Like we're not going to count ourselves out of anybody. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of the way that, that Luke Fickle has gone about it here. Like, you're not going to, yeah, he's going to go in there and he's going to give you his best shot at, hey, this is why you should come here and play for, for me at the University of Cincinnati. This is what you can accomplish. You can, you know, do these things. We're in the, you know, in the AAC right now. We broke the glass ceiling and, you know, got into the playoff. Yeah. Some things had to fall their direction, but they were a damn good football team. Everything had to fall in their direction. Right. <laughs> right. But it did. It did. And they so, had to be there to capitalize on it. So I don't know. At the end of the day, like I th- I'm just over the moon excited to see what happens with these guys who are drafted this weekend. All all nine of these Bearcats. I'm excited to see what what happens with their story because I think all of these guys, and it's not a knock on Mike Warren, it's not a knock on Jared Dokes or any of these guys recently. Um, but I think legitimately, all nine of these guys have a good shot at landing and and becoming just actual dudes on these teams that that take a chance on them this weekend and i'm equally excited to see what happens when they come back to cincinnati because they all do at some point in time um especially with luke still being here uh compared to like some of the um you know d'antonio guys or the uh kelly guys or Butch Jones guys. I was say, and then uh, I saw I like that. even like Robert Griffin the third was here, like yeah, in the bubble with yeah. uh with with this. So, I mean, well, he he works for NFL Network, I think. Um, so he was doing a big um, special on that. But um, I don't know. I'm excited to see like them come back and talk to the players. Yeah. And, and what what happens when they're coming back to visit? You know, the future teams as this is has every bit of a chance to be probably the most beloved team since that 09 team and and maybe even more so. Yeah, I think I think it's I know we compare them a lot cuz like we you know we we talked about them and we talked about like you know which was the bigger game was it this was it you know the Notre Dame yeah. game was it the the game in Pittsburgh like it, it's pretty awesome. Obviously, like we've had, you know, we've had Tony on here and he, he rightfully, you know, probably didn't put his thoughts in on that just because he's involved. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But for us, at least, you know, grow like as we were just out of college coming to the end of college, whatever, like that 09 team. And then you look at like where things looked like they were heading for UC football. And then it kind of like petered out a little bit. And and then we were back to like, Oh yeah. Like, I don't know what we're going to roof. You know, we'll be back, back to just being a basketball school. Like you had coaches yelling at people about like, get a job. And (laughs) now he's a Senator. So go to uh, hell, get a job. Yeah. Get a job, you bum. God, that guy was such a loser. 
and uh now we're now we're here and you got <laughs> probably you know tie i'm gonna say it's a tie for beloved teams yeah it was real. i mean marty marty will always hold a special place in my heart him and those uh those those puka shells but <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see and then we have to go back i think we have to go back to the dave simone episode and fact check him once the uh once the draft is over see who we got right yeah yeah well um unless there's anything else we can move to uh transfer portal talk all right everyone is coming to uc <laughs> every single player and their mother so it's obviously been a wild ride in the transfer portal here this offseason because man you had like uh, between between twitter and bcj you had so many people upset about how long it was taking for wes and company to get moving in the transfer portal and <laughs> fbk um no but like we talked about it here we I, no one was really moving in the transfer portal. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, Chad's mentioned it before that you know, a lot of the work into the transfer portal happens before a kid goes into the transfer portal. That's that's everybody's being all the way real yeah. on what what happens with stuff like that. There weren't re I mean, there were a couple guys that were in the portal that were like, Yeah, like that that could be a dude that could fit here, that could help out at, you know, kind of in the right situation. Because you gotta think about it like, okay, UC is you know, you don't wanna become a team that's building everybody on these like one year guys in the portal that, you know, they come here and then like it's their last year or whatever. Like you wanna you you still gotta be able to build your team. And Wes has got some guys coming in next year. And he still kind of needs to bridge a gap to the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like you can't just go go off all willy-nilly adding everybody that puts their name in the transfer portal can't come to UC. Well, you have to find guys that fit your that, culture, that fit where you want the direction yes. of the program to go. They have to fit where you want your, because let's be honest, I don't think that this was the offense or defense that he that that West really wanted to be running this year. No, but he was he was making adjustments based on the player personnel that he had. He was filling. He filled a roster in thirty days. Uh, I think that's probably the forty millionth time we've referenced that this year. Uh, if we had to go back and do a check, yeah, I think I think forty million is. I mean we. Oh. Right. It's the K it's the it's I mean it's just facts. Like you know, some people want to act like things were gonna magically be you know, this was magically gonna be a, a, a top five team in the country, like just because they had a they went and got a new coach. Well, like people also expected us after the season that we had, as you're still in the American and it hasn't been announced yet that you're going to be in the Big Twelve next se next season. Right. Um, you're in your third head coach in the last five years and 
people expected us to land all three spots somehow top 25 portal guys. Well, right. Aaron. Why wouldn't you be I, able to do that? For all of the reasons. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, if they end up landing Landers Nolly tomorrow, as he is announcing tomorrow. Um, yeah, he said he tweeted if, out he's announcing like five o'clock, right? That's yeah. what my sources say. My sources say he's gonna he's gonna announce that's, tomorrow at five o'clock. Well, my my source is his Instagram, but thanks. Yeah, I was gonna um, say my source is his Twitter or, or his his Twitter, right? Um, I don't reveal my sources. But, <laughs> but you know i mean if they end up landing him that's them out shooting their coverage right like that's that's taking the shot on the hot girl that you know that you are not on her level yeah but you got to do that sure and if they if they land him congratulations but to expect all three spots to have been dudes like that oh based on what I don't know where people thought that that was. Oh, Aaron, I know, I know. Uh, playing time. Oh, wait, all those guys are going to get playing time wherever they go. Like, yeah, you don't. There's, there's not a. Oh, there, there's not that kind of leverage there. And, uh oh, hi, Chad. Hey, boys. How we doing? Good. All right. I just heard you were talking about, you know, pertinent things. Uh, I figured I'd pop in for the end of the show. Nothing major. Okay. Stopping in to say hi. Seeing if Kathy was still here. Chad wants to see who my sources are. (laughs) It's Twitter, Ed. Your sources are his Twitter. Your sources are me, Ed. We've talked about this before. (laughs) I am your source. It's a good source. Like, I don't blame you for talking about your sources. A decent source, but, yeah. But it's you, me. Ed, you referred to Chad. Uh, is he your deep throat? Oh, hey, <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm glad we waited an hour and 24 minutes into this episode for something like that. Ed, that's a legitimate, that was a legitimate source. Yeah, let's see how that went. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we're in line for, we're in line for, uh, uh, you got Landers Nolly committing tomorrow, five o'clock. I, it might be six o'clock. Because he's, oh. he's in Memphis. Uh, so yeah. five o'clock for him could be six o'clock for us. I'm working on that, uh, on an answer for that. So just to, to alert the fan base, like it might be six, might not be five. Uh, and then you have the draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. With a lot of Bearcats uh, being in the spotlight. And then Sunday, uh, 8 p.m., you have the commitment of top 50, four star 2023 local wing, Rayvon Griffith, state champion from Taft, um, the lead architect of Ed's mind. <laughs> oh, T Win. You guys, you guys My are all funny. Um, I I was wondering if it was just somebody that was from Arkansas, like an architect. Is that what we were calling him now? <laughs> <Could've been. laughs> Nobody asked. 
They're not the mm. Woo Pig Suey is gone. They're all architects Ar- now. Architects <laughs> working on their architecture. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what UC is going to have to deal with uh, to open the football season is the oh, architects. God. The Woo Pig Sueys. <laughs> but we're in line for a monumental, uh, you know. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday here. Well, and it's already been a monumental. Like, last week was epic, right? Yeah. Before Kiner comes home, you get Rob Fennessy in basketball. Like, there was a lot that went on. Braden Moore, you get a four-star. Uh, the number two recruit in the class for 2023 for football. Last week was epic, and this week is like, hold my beer. Right. Could be. Could be. Right. Hypothetically. Of right. course. Hypo- very hypothetically. Very hypothetically. So before you jumped in though, Chad, we were talking about the people having these expectations where Cincinnati should have been landing three top 25 guys from the portal and how just. Look, I, I was, I was hanging out with a friend at uh, EYBL Indy and he told me about the Nigel Pack thing. He was Nigel Pack was committed to Purdue, committed to Purdue. One of the top transfers was leaving Kansas State and was looking for a new home. Um, and he was committed. He told Purdue he was coming. That might not have been public, but that's how a lot of this stuff happens. I'm gonna let you guys in no secret. Typically, commitments happen, and then within 24 to 48 hours, announcements happen. That's that's how it works. So generally, everybody knows what's happening before it happens. Nigel Pack had told Purdue he was coming. Miami's got a billion-dollar booster that has just decided. Um, he, he paid Nigel Pack $800,000 to come to Miami. $400,000 a year for the two years he has remaining to play college basketball. They just also, that's what's happening at the top of the transfer portal. Miami, uh, Miami also just got the the Cavender twins from Fresno State for women's basketball to the tune of five hundred thousand dollars a piece. So remember a couple weeks ago when I was ranting about how a, a guy from the A Sun wouldn't answer the phone unless he got five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, he committed to Miami today. <laughs> The kid from Arkansas State, the big man from Arkansas State that committed to Miami today, yeah. Wouldn't answer the phone unless he was getting getting 500 Gs. Shocking he committed to Miami after the news we got this weekend. That They're paying $800,000 for Nigel Pack. Miami's- That's what's happening at the top of the transfer portal. Miami must be really sick and tired of being... No, paid. they have they have one booster. One booster. He's got a billion dollars, and he said, you know what? You know what means more to me than anything else? Miami Miami's. basketball, Miami being relevant. So, fuck it. I'm going to make it happen. With a live wallet or whatever it's called, That's it's the guy that owns that. Miami coin? And whatever, yeah. Whatever, like, mm-hmm. live wallet, it's his, yeah. his business. Yeah. And he's a billionaire, and he has just decided – I've got a million dollars a year, $2 million a year to make my team great. So I'm going to do it. 
And that's where we're headed in NIL. Like it or not, like like it or not, if your school's got a billionaire that doesn't care about how much money he spends every year to make your team great, you're in an advantageous situation. Yeah. We got any of those laying around? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) We're like, hey, we can give you some cheese conies and you can have pizza and ice cream. Not the, not even the cheese conies. The offensive linemen didn't even get the cheese conies. They just got the block of cheese. They didn't get the hot dog and the chili and the mustard and the onion. They just got the block of cheese that you like grate over top of the cheese cone. That's all the offensive <laughs> linemen got last year. <laughs> That's the type of situation we're in here in Cincinnati. You, you, the, the offensive linemen all sat down at that skyline for a meal, and they're like, well, they're like, well, you gotta, you gotta pay for the, the three way. We'll just, we'll just get some cheese. On top of it. <laughs> like you're, like you're at a, like you're at a fancy Italian restaurant. You get the, you get a free Skyway upgrade. Yeah. That's all that is. It's like, you, it's like yeah. you have to but grade dude, it don't, yourself. Don't, don't you it's dare like the, ask for habanero cheese because that's extra. It's like the guy with the thing, at the, you know, at the Italian restaurant. Like, tell me when uh, to yeah. stop. The, the the parmesan yeah tell me when to stop <laughs> that's, that's all hilarious. they got that was it yeah that's... they actually charged Mets like thirty five dollars because he took the big bite out of the cheese remember he had he had more he had more than his share <laughs> they, they didn't charge him for that I'm kidding Aaron right. it's a joke Jesus <laughs> the dog has messed your brain up. I don't my sleep schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's oh, actually Lord. got a toddler for the time being. It's true. Good Lord. <sighs> so I don't know. I mean, Jeff, I know we, we kind of texted about it a little bit earlier uh, this week, but how excited are you about a potential starting five of if Isaiah Collier chooses Cincinnati oh, God, over so good Jeff over Michigan over over Bruce Pearl over UCLA Alabama, Florida State UCLA like there was a lot of the game the game Saturday night where he went six of 12 from three was the game that all the head coaches showed up for and I like I was telling like you didn't see that you didn't that wasn't something <laughs> Nope, that didn't happen. Because that's like the one thing that's like a question about him is like, is he a reliable three-point shooter? And then in the one game that everybody showed up at, he went six or 12 and scored 23 points and almost had a triple-double. I was like, oh, you have to be kidding me. (laughs) And we talked about this too, though, Aaron. It's like for something like that to happen, like some of these other dominoes falling UC's way, certainly – it's beneficial, right? Like Nolly, if he were to commit, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. Rayvon were to commit on mm-hmm. on Sunday, yeah, I agree. Starting to but build something like that, I I think obviously I agree. There, there's gonna be there's gonna be nil deals and things that are thrown in for college. You know what I mean? Like that that stuff is gonna be things you can't necessarily compete against. Set but, that aside. 
he is establishing himself as maybe a top five player in this class. So ever like really the, the only point guard in this class that's better than him isn't really a point guard in DJ Wagner. He's more of a combo and he's going to Louisville. So everybody else is going to be looking to land the top point guard in the class. And that has pretty clearly become Isaiah Collier. So it is going to be a bloodbath. Like, it's one thing. It's like, you know, he's rated, what, 18th or 19th is kind of where he was. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not a feeding frenzy. If he jumps up to fifth or third in this class, all of a sudden, everybody. Yeah. You're jumping in. Like, you know, they show those helicopter like photos where there's just sharks everywhere, like 30 feet from the beach. <laughs> That's right. what you're jumping into. Uh, the old chum in the water. Right. So look, if, if he, if he gets like, I'm not saying this to say that Cincinnati has no chance. I'm saying right. this to say, this is going to be a war to land this kid, but Cincinnati's put in the work. Like they're right there. They're yeah, right there yeah. with anybody in his recruitment. So yeah, I accidentally yeah. just came across a tweet from yesterday from a Daniel Law saying that the Charlotte Horner Charlotte Hornets owner Michael fake, Jordan. Yeah. It's fake. Okay. It's Thank you. Account. All right. Don't worry about Thank you. But, but if you I, like if you start looking at it, I mean Okay, if you want to look at Twitter things, like obviously, like a lot of these kids know each other, and like you know, Collier seems to always. Him and Rayvon are close. You know, a lot of that. So, my my thought process with Aaron when we were talking about this earlier this week is that like you know, you get some of these other dominoes to fall to kind of boost where your team is at, and you know, obviously where we're going because. I feel like he's probably a guy that wants to play in a in a in a big conference, and the Big Twelve is quite literally the best basketball conference in the country, and so that's got to that's got to count for something. If he was coming out this year into the AAC, I don't know that that would be as you know helpful. Um, probably actually hurt, um, but but these other guys, if they if they end up committing here, um, I think that only helps at least the, the case towards possibly well, and, landing him. And they also got involved as like more involved. They've, they've been kind of on the periphery of this kid. His name's uh, Arrington page, A R R I N T E N page. He's a six, nine, really, really talented big guy who happens to go to the same high school as Isaiah Collier. And also happens to play on the same AAU team as Isaiah Collier. So if you're looking to surround things with things like one of his close friends and Rayvon Griffith, and then also like the big man that he works with dunking, over and over and over again in pick and roll situations and like, all day. like the, the guy that he is most comfortable with, like passing to and like they have a rhythm. Now all of a sudden this page kid is is on your priority list because from what I've seen over two weekends, that's the best big man that they're recruiting. Now again, it's a situation where 
he's going to go from unranked to right on the cusp of five-star status in a month. That's how good this kid has been. Um, UC actually offered him after the EYVL in Orlando two weeks ago. And then they were obviously at every one of his games again this week. They were supposed to meet with him today. Uh, It sounds like the schedules kind of got jammed up. But they'll meet with them here in home visit sometime this week uh, or next week. Like it's a priority. Uh, But look, anything you can do to make Isaiah Collier feel comfortable, if that's landing Griffith and that's like showing that Paige is like your number one big man target, you do it because Collier is that good. Like, well, so again, if you land, if you land Collier, if you have, Skillings coming up. If you have, if you land Ravon, Goshery, if you, Ravon, if you land Nolly, all of a sudden you're looking at a top, easy a top twenty five team. Yeah, if it's not, poten- a, I, I top said potential top, uh, potential top depending on how it all works. You're counting on young guys seeing yes. how they adjust like early in their careers. Sure, it would be different if we like these guys have been in the the, the system for a year or two, and we're looking at what year three and four are going to look like. Um, but yes, you're looking at like a, 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 on paper. On paper, if you land very Griffith, good team, <laughs> if you land Griffith Collier Page, you're looking at what would be a top ten recruiting class, top five recruiting class heading into the Big Twelve. That would be a statement. Yeah, a statement that like Wes Miller isn't messing around. He's come to be very serious about this. What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on this statement? UC has such a rich history in basketball, and Cronin didn't exploit it. I strongly as... disagree. I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy. Yeah. There are so many restrictions placed upon you when recruiting to the American Conference. Yeah, it's damn near impossible to continue to be overly relevant. Unless you're cheating, unless you're blatantly cheating, like yeah. Memphis was. Take a look at what Houston has done. Well, it's not a secret. Like the Memphis thing yeah. is out. There's there's level yeah. one, level two sanctions. They were cheating their ass off. Fact. Houston, Houston did it differently. Now there was still some corner cutting, but they did it with guys the same way Mick did it, where guys just outside the top 100 transfers you know they built in an unconventional way and then they hit the final four go back to the elite eight and now all of a sudden recruiting becomes a lot easier that's what exactly what happened for cincinnati in 92 and 93 hit a final four go to an elite eight everything gets easier look at that i don't want to bring this up because it, it it pisses people off but the Nevada game changed everything. It literally changed the entire trajectory of the program. Because if they beat Nevada, they go to the Sweet 16, very good chance in that Sweet 16, they win, to they go, go to the Elite Eight, and then they have a, a tough game. But they would have been the better team in the Sweet 16, in the Elite Eight, and would have had a chance to play in the Final Four. And, and that changes. Mick never leaves. 
There's, there's like the, the recruiting profile explodes. Everything changes. And instead, they lost in the most heartbreaking fashion imaginable. And everything fell apart. The entire house of cards that Mick had been building for 12 years crumbled. But this was like, this is what people just won't grasp on that. Like, why didn't Mick do a better job recruiting those two years that they had those teams? Well, because you're recruiting to the American and you had multiple years of Gary Clark, Jacob Evans, Jared Cumberland, Kyle Washington. Like, nobody was going to come in and sit behind those guys for two years. That, yeah. that's, that roster was set. Like, Troy graduated, Troy left, you know, but then you automatically, you had Kane and, and Justin Jennifer that were going to run their point, and then you had the four guys that were the core of the roster that were back. Jake left a year early. Jake was supposed to be back, and it would have been Jake, Jaron, Keith, and – um and and Trey. Trey. So there would have been no time there. You're not getting these high four scots four-star guys to commit to the American conference to come in and not play. Right. Yeah. So that's why recruiting struggled. It wasn't because all these fake narratives, all this bullshit that's like become the talking points that have existed. It was just that the roster was too good. You couldn't sell anyone. You know why they got Gary? Because they were to sell him. We don't have a power forward. You have to come in and play. They got Jake the same way. We're short on guards. You have to come in and play. Jaron, you have to come in and play. And Kyle, even. You're transferring here because we need you. You're going to have to play. And so that made recruiting in the American which is difficult to begin with even more difficult because you had no minutes. If you go back and look like those were all 30, 32 minute a game guys, mm -hmm. right? So if you got five guys that are at, at 30 minutes, you're at 150 minutes. That doesn't leave a lot of minutes of for anybody right? else. You have nope. 50 minutes for the rest of your roster. Guys aren't jumping off the cliff to come play eight minutes a game at Cincinnati in the American athletic conference, just not happening. So I don't agree with like, I know why that narrative is there. Yeah. I understand it, but I don't buy it because I saw behind the scenes why things happen like they were happening. So that, I hope that answers that question. <laughs> oh yeah. That's actually Sorry, the first Cassie, time. I was too loud. That's actually the first time I've heard anybody like put it all together in it in a like a concise package instead of just saying something like, Well, you just didn't like Mick or you just didn't like this or what like breaking it down and explaining it so that it, you know seems to have at least gotten through to to G off here in the chat. There's like here's something we have a major problem with as a society it's all good Geoff. it's all good i'm not mad at you i'm just i hear this a ton mm -hmm. and it, it, it's time finally somebody starts to explain like the reality of why they were trying to find diamonds in the rough it's because they already had diamonds 
<laughs> in those cycles. Like, yep. Diamond Hands got a hold, Jeff. You know that. That's right. Ed doesn't know nothing about that. <laughs> I've been but holding on this had... coin for a year. <laughs> you should have gotten already gotten rid yeah. of that. You I get notifications every day. Yeah. It's up 5%. It's down 5%. It's up five percent. It's down fifty percent. <laughs> it just watches this like. <laughs> I was gonna make a. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, that's why I'm I not gonna. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. Um, but yeah, that's like that's the reality. Of, like, what would it have really taken? Everybody that freaks out about like how bad the roster was, right? When Mick left, the roster was Jaron. Trey, Keith, Nizir. What would it have taken? Two transfers? Three transfers? And, and you still had Logan Johnson and, you know, some guys at the back end. But Mick was always kind of an eight-rotation eight guy, like eight players played the majority of the minutes. It would have taken two transfers, and that roster would have been, once again, a lock for the NCAA tournament. Still had LaQuil Hardnett. Yeah, the back of the roster wasn't great. We just talked about that. Man. I'm not recapping the same shit I just said, Aaron, so you can make a hurt, hurt, chuckle, hurt, hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what we funny. do on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Toyambi. <clears throat> Prince Toyambi turned into a pretty solid player in college. LaCool Hardnut turned into a decent player in college. Guys that would have been able to fill – down the road, rolls six, seven, eight, nine. Like maybe wouldn't have been your frontline guys. Ilio the guys could have semi. given you minutes. Ellie, Ellie averaged what double digit rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the most heartbreaking injuries in the tournament because his team was on the verge Good. of pulling a major upset. Good, right? And he went down, and that team fell apart. That's how important he was to that team. Lost so, like bulldog. So, I mean. I, I don't know. I like that. It's just such a lazy, like, uh, screw you. We're going to dump on you now that you're gone narrative that it, 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 it annoys me. It does. So much that he doesn't even like my jokes. I, I usually don't like your jokes. I know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I, I bet worse than a Reds batter with you. <laughs> and with that. And with that, we can move into the Reds' awful start for the last five minutes. No, of the we show. already. No, they did the Reds no, for like thirty we, minutes waiting on you. That. We did I that. asked Ed, and he said that all you did was sit and do the the draft for the first like fifty no, minutes. No, no Ed lied. Ed's no. bullshit. I didn't. No. When did I say that? Unbelievable, Ed. No, we did. We did Reds talk. It was. Yeah. It was. It was rough. I was gonna say, was it was it brutal? It was hard. It was Aaron's puppy. Ruff, ruff, yeah. Rough. Yeah. They're not good. That was my that's my dog. That's, that's, somehow we 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 expanded that thought for 30 minutes. Still yeah. don't know how. Don't know how it happened. Unbelievable that team right now. I don't know. I mean Would I, you I wear a paper bag down to the stadium, Aaron? Yes. I'm not going to the stadium this year. If somebody bought you a ticket. And a go. paper bag. No, and all it, you had to do was go in and sit down with the paper bag. No, because that's still supporting them with a ticket. Like I'd rather somebody eats the ticket 
than to go to the game and still have to buy concessions. Like, but if they already bought the ticket, you're not going to eat anything down there. You're not going to drink anything down there. Like, no, come I'm on, bringing man. a sandwich. Ed's gonna pack. Would... Ed's packing in. Ed's packing in an Italian sub <laughs> with extra mayo. With extra mayo on it. Cold cut trio, maybe. Who knows? Whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what you do? No. <laughs> Go to the Holy Grail before the and game. You get, you get food and you get some drinks, and you're allowed to leave and re-enter the game now. So if you need a beverage, you exit the game. You walk across the street to the Holy Grail. You get a beer. You drink the beer. It's it's Marta down there, so you can leave the Grail Dora. with the beer. Dora, whatever it is, I meant Dora. You can it's leave the Grail Dora. with the beer, and you walk back to the gate, and you get back in, and you watch the game for a couple innings, and then you go back to the Grail, and you get another beer, and you don't pay eleven dollars a beer, Ed. You pay. Or Aaron, you pay three dollars a beer at the Grail. What beer are you getting at, at the Grail for three dollars? Because I feel like they charge almost game day prices at the Grail. What? No, they're like six dollars for a beer at the Grail. For like a, a craft beer, yeah. Well, of course. That's what, what do you a think? Craft beer costs. What do you think? They're I'm like drinking? eleven dollars for a craft beer but, at the game. Bud Light, it's like Aaron. Half price. The mountains are blue. Dumbass. Drink some Bud Light. Get out of here. Don't put yourself up on a pedestal that you have to drink craft beer all the time. Be like the rest of us hardworking folk. Drink a Bud Light. I got some Miller Light in the fridge right now. Also, <laughs> in, in, <laughs> the, in the what? Right in the fridge. That is not what you said. You called it the re the refridge. Refrigerator, refrigerator, refridge. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's refridge. either a it's either a fridge or a refrigerator. I mean, I might I, I might do what Chad suggested if the Grail, um, you know, sponsored the part of the punctuation podcast. Well, they 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 sponsor they sponsor they sponsor Chad. I know. <laughs> God. Do you guys have anything else? Because I'm, I hate the Reds. They ruined, uh, they ruined they, all of this. I, I, I and am, Aaron, I wouldn't know how much anything costs at the Grail. I know that's what yeah. I, I forgot about all of that as I had my rant. I realized that halfway through my rant, which is why I just petered out at the end. <laughs> I wouldn't Only know. The thing, Sorry. I am. I, I am happy to say, see that like. It, it does appear that fans have like kind of had enough and like just aren't oh, yeah. going to uh, the games. Jeff, uh, uh, tonight, I don't know how this works, but tomorrow night, I'm sorry, I looked at SeatGeek and apparently the entire second row from the right field foul pole to the left field foul pole, the entire outfield, second row, $11 a ticket. Eleven dollars. That's, that's ten dollars too much. You made that joke already, Ed. Okay. Uh, and then yeah. I saw for tomorrow night there are three Diamond Club tickets, one hundred and forty bucks each. Total. Total. Well, one hundred and forty each. So what? Four hundred. Uh, three. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred twenty bucks. I tried to get Ed and Aaron to. To jump on the uh, the plan to throw together a GoFundMe for 
diamond club seats for PTP to go with uh, bags on our heads in the diamond seats behind. Yeah, them. but now they allow. I it, don't so see any not, diamond club seats available. It's not tomorrow. taboo anymore. No, yeah, you're not. You know, you know, it's not rebellious. Yeah. They're like, bring in your bags on your head and say, sell the team, bub. Phil might even walk around with one on. Join <laughs> you. They're gonna have, a, they're gonna have like a bag head night. That's see, there. That's how they could start winning fans back. If Phil Castellini <laughs> in his stupid red jacket was walking around with a bag on his head saying, "I should sell the team." Sell the team, me. Hashtag <laughs> sell the team, me. Baghead night, and you go in and you get a Kroger paper bag. It's like vintage, vintage Kroger bag night. Or if, or if Banana Bob had a Chiquita bag on. Unbelievable. Now, how about if he just wore one of the banana suits? Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Like. <laughs> Oh hey, hey Bob! Thanks for coming on the podcast this week. How's that? How's it going? <laughs> that was well done, Ed. That like if you're gonna be the best producer in the city, that's that's how you do it, right there. That's the kind of things that you need to be able to do. Thanks, he's Kevin. Been, he's now been, you're doing too much. He's been waiting. He's been waiting to use that banana. Oh my god! Just I think the uh, I think <sighs> I think the official roster announcement for the Nasty Natty is tomorrow. Speaking of keeping it 100 for the somebody, Trey right. Scott's already already committed. They're but they're lots they're releasing of releasing the full roster. They're releasing the full roster oh, okay, then. tomorrow. From what I've I heard. don't I don't know that I'm going to be able to cover TVT as I, I think that's the week I'm having a, a, a baby. The fuck? I know it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like it's only me who's going to be able to cover. Uh, so we well, might I mean I Brenton on this. I probably could cover it, but I don't go into that godforsaken building. I understand. Hey, you guys want to see something cool before I can see Britt and I covering this. This would be, be a good time. You know how hard it well they they the 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 school across town posted on their Twitter account the number one on campus arena in the country today. And do you know the restraint I had to show? Not to be like you don't have the number <laughs> one on campus arena in the city, fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm hoping Ed's brother was still around for that. That's where that one was aimed. I don't know if he That's is funny. or not. Look. You got a lightsaber? Oh, God. Got, this is the Darth Maul, the Shadow Maul saber. It's pretty awesome. Okay. I have a blade for it, but it's not obviously. Disney right bit now. you, huh? What do you mean you have a blade for it? You just push a button and it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it just comes out. It's, it'll. Burn a hole through things, and then I bought this one too. <laughs> what should that run you? Uh, I don't want to talk about it because my wife is the podcast. But you know what one, I bought? It has another an attachment on the end. This is Cal Kestis's lightsaber. This is a nerd podcast now, and uh, this is from the video game. They don't play well with your background. I know. It's it's bad news. And what did you buy before I, I sign I, us the? When I went here. to Disney, I bought a Savannah Bananas hat. No, you did that in Georgia on the way home. You yeah, forgot he... to tell everybody. That was another episode of Pardon Punctuation. <laughs> As always, I'm Aaron Smith, joined by these knuckleheads. Chad comes in, too. Him and Kathy are at war. <laughs> Our pets' heads are falling off. Banana Bob joined the show. Karen. I thought her name was Karen. We'll see you next week.
Goodbye. Bye-bye.